0: Welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast, I'm Carlos Pacheco and I'm Tom Martin and we are remotely working and we are behind the scenes channel managers, network managers, YouTube channel managers who have built many, many YouTube channels and manage many, many content libraries. And we're here to bring you some insights from behind the scenes. Tom, how have you been in these crazy times?
1: Yeah, this is a uh, crazy is a <laughs> fair, a fair, actually a great description of my week this week. And um, I don't say that, you know, I know I say that a little bit lightheartedly and I know that, you know, I want to preface everything that I say about my situation by saying, I realize how serious this is and the other people's situations are 10 times, if not 100 times worse than me. Um, so, we've, but I'm just going to kind of report on what my little bubble's been like. So in terms of me, you know, I work from home anyway in a tiny little office. So I've been self-isolated for the last year and a half, pretty much. But now I have a whole crew of family members at home with me every day. So recording podcasts like this and taking interviews and stuff is uh, is very, very different i've had to shift my working hours mainly to evening times uh i've got a really cool out of office that i've got on i don't know if you've seen it yet carlos No. i've been getting some really great feedback on my out of office which basically says you know to be able to provide you a great service i've i've stopped working on mondays and i'm working sundays and mostly working evenings so i don't so I don't end up like that guy on BBC News. <laughs> um, I've been getting lots of lots of good feedback, but I think it's good to be transparent that I'm, you know, things are not normal, and you, you might get a, your emails answered a few hours later, but you're still going to get good service. So, my wife's actually been sick this week at the time of recording. Hopefully, not coronavirus, but can't rule it out so but we're self-isolating anyway so it doesn't really really matter but that's just meant that i've been on daddy duty more than usual which again has just changed my hours a bit but um wow can't complain too much people are a lot worse off i'll talk a bit more about the effect on my business once we get um stuck into this week's topic
0: yeah we went into self-isolation physical distancing practices about you know we're going on what we were just finishing week two now You know, interestingly enough, we adopted a new puppy, literally, as we were going into self isolation, which, you know, we're going, you know, it's not because we're sick, but but obviously because we just want to be preventative and and, 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 uh, help out. It's been interesting, as you can all hear, uh, my wife's talking in the background. You know, we're sort of sharing our home uh, and office and she's jumping to a lot of calls. And, you know, so obviously the whole podcasting situation gets a little bit more uh, noisy. Uh, but yeah, just like you, I've considered myself extremely privileged. I've been adjusting to the working at home situation for the past couple of months. So I'm sort of used to it. That's not a big deal for me, but uh, in terms of uh, day-to-day things, you know, are just are just weird. Looking out the window and seeing, you know, deserted streets, it feels like uh, the way I sort of described it is, It feels like December 25th, right? You you wake up and you go out and you go do, uh, you know, a couple of errands here and there, and there's nobody on the streets. There's a few cars here and there, but um, yeah, it's kind of insane times.
1: Yeah, so it's no surprise that we are going to be talking fully fledged about Corona. We know we've mentioned it in previous episodes in passing, but we'll be dedicating this entire episode to speaking about coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, and um, how it's affected us, our businesses, how it's affecting video consumption, the video industry, and video platforms. But before that, Carlos...
0: Yes, let's talk about our favorite YouTube tool, which is TubeBuddy, the ultimate tool for uh, creators, for channel managers like us to support our clients and help our clients grow. So obviously, it's not a tool just for us. It's a tool for anybody that has a YouTube channel it helps you give you more insights on what's happening on your channel it helps you optimize your workflow again one of my favorite features that i boast about all the time is the mass uploads and then another one is creating templates keyword templates end card templates end frame templates these are all things that help with your workflow and One of the main reasons why we are big fans of TubeBuddy. Obviously, uh, we want to thank them for supporting their show. Tom, we have a special offer.
1: We do. We have a world-exclusive multi-channel license discount, and you can get that only by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy.
0: Let's get on with the little subject that happened.
1: Yeah, so I'd say before we jump into the wider industry, I'd love to know, Carlos, has the current situation had a direct effect on your YouTube-related business?
0: Well, from a client's perspective, uh, no. I mean, there is a little bit of a slowdown, but I think it has more to do do with uh, people being moved around and having to work from home and, you know, working on more urgent projects. But I have a couple of clients that are uh, ramping up and have told me. Even I expected them not to, you know, follow up. To they followed up and said, yeah, we still want, you know, to get this going. Just give us a little bit of time as we are adjusting to this." So in terms of inbound and uh, day-to-day clients, things have not slowed down. However, in terms of projects or, or things that you know, I do, uh, content ID for clients and help with piracy i am seeing a significant drop in in revenue as of this weekend we are ending uh, march 27th i'm going to try to rush this episode as fast as possible yeah like the first week of, of, of insanity uh was two weeks ago and you know views starting to go up monetization seemed to be steady but week two, things are starting to crash, and we'll get into that uh, as we go. And it hasn't affected my bottom line much because I don't really make that much of a living off of that. Yeah, that's been my day-to-day. Not that there's any new clients jumping on, on board, but so far, so good, uh, staying steady. So I'm considering myself very privileged at this point. How about yourself, Tom?
1: Yeah, so um, I think probably the, the, the a nice little kind of signifier as to how my – time has changed is that i'm recording this podcast standing up and Whoa. uh that, <laughs> and that's not just because i'm trying to get my steps up on my new fitbit i have
0: a serious question though. yeah are you yeah. wearing pants
1: i am wearing trousers today yes no, well okay. pants underpants i'm definitely wearing and okay. you know, I, I am wearing trousers yes but i will be getting my shorts on soon because it's actually we got nice weather we haven't had a weather update for you but the weather's nice here um no i'm wearing i'm standing up because um i'm meant to be currently speaking at a conference somewhere in the middle of the uk but that was cancelled and um so i did my talk this morning virtually so i had to change my office setup so um i like to present standing up so i've got a stand-up desk and i've kind of put my computer and camera up and podcast so I could stand up and present. And probably the biggest change, well, not the biggest change, but the biggest effect of my business, at, the, at least for the last few weeks, is that last week I was meant to be speaking uh, in Vienna at a conference called Neo Video. Um, this this week I was meant to be speaking at a conference in the UK. In about 10 days I was meant to be flying to San Diego to deliver my biggest Uh, biggest ever talk at Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego. And then uh, a few weeks later after that, I was meant to be speaking at uh, (coughs) VidCon Mexico City, but all of those have been cancelled. And for me, um, speaking on stages is the biggest way that I get new business. So that has been a shock to the system because now all of a sudden my main source of lead generation has disappeared. So I've had to quickly pivot and think of other more evergreen ways to get leads to my business and other revenue streams. So creating content, I'll be creating content soon in the form of much more LinkedIn activity in terms of starting a blog again, which I haven't done for probably three years. I haven't been blogging for update my book. I need to work on that. Uh, And I'll also be launching a brand new podcast, which is more kind of creator focused, which you'll uh, learn about soon. But yeah, I've had to kind of rejig and put my focuses elsewhere apart from client work. So uh, my course that I I released last year that hasn't been on sale, will be back on sale uh, within the next 30 days. So I've just been, crazy busy. Luckily, I've had some time because all of these events have been cancelled. So I've had some kind of clear headspace to really dig into these long term projects that I've been waiting to get on with. So luckily, I've been able to do that. But then as of this week, all of that clarity and spare time is disappeared because the family are at home now. So um, yeah, it's kind of getting back to being scrappy. In terms of my client work, which really pays the bills, that hasn't gone away yet. I have a couple of retainers, which means I can s- sustain, but I'm only one email saying, "Sorry, we need to cancel from having pretty much a zero income so i'm um, i'm not I'm not safe, but like you, I'd say I was very, very lucky and um a couple of leads that were you know almost signed, disappeared, and understandably so people have are conscious now about their budgets. And yeah, so a new business come in will also be harder to find. So generally it's it's business as usual, but um, just, yeah, having to be a bit scrappier and a bit smarter and uh, trying to think of ways of generating business that are a bit more evergreen and a bit more sustainable than flying around the world speaking on stages.
0: Yeah, I've I've always been fascinated about the the speaking ecosystem in general because my wife was a speaker for many years before we we met. She was a speaker. Well, I mean, when she was a speaker, she was yeah. she wasn't doing to market herself. She was just being literally paid to speak, and uh, it was quite lucrative. And you know, I've seen her friends, some friends that stayed in that business, but the ones that only have the speaking thing are at risk if they don't build something under it. And the ones that are smarter, the ones that are, you know, sustained over the last few years, I've noticed that they companies under them as they do speaking the gigs so that when people, you know, obviously, when you're speaking, you're, you're you're talking about a specific subject. So people are reaching out to you and saying, hey, can you help us on our stuff? So that ends up being an uh, in interesting business. But enough about that. Okay, we have a lot to talk about. I, honestly, I was thinking about this episode over the last couple of days. And Wondering what the hell we're going to talk about, only to to come up with a a huge list in front of us. So we're going to try to sort of go through a lot of different things and I'll put this, all the the notes in uh, the episode show notes when we release. So through the last couple of weeks, we're seeing reports of internet video consumption going through the roof, seeing views jumping 30 percent, many channels that I work on overperform in general. We're seeing a big jump in people jumping into live streaming, normal people as well as creators, and with a high number of engagement uh, above average. So everything we're seeing right now sort of makes sense. Uh, We're all stuck at home, we're all working from home, we're all uh, looking for places to engage and keep in touch. So it makes sense that live streaming and people are looking for uh, you know a connection. Yeah,
1: I think as well, if, when you think about kids' content, you've got mums and mums and dads and dads that are, need to take calls, that need to get on with life as much as they can. And as often, YouTube is the digital babysitter. So you can understand why kids' content is, you know, views are really through the roof because daddy needs to go and record a podcast. So sit and watch Mickey Mouse for an hour. <laughs> you know that's it's you know it's it's we we joke but it's it sometimes it can be invaluable just for your own sanity i was talking about it earlier when i was speaking at my conference i'm a bit of a live skeptic and i think that live video generally is misused and it's, it's generally a crutch for people that can't be bothered to edit videos but i've seen some absolutely ingenious ways that people are using live over here we've got a famous fitness coach called um joe wicks and every single morning at 9 a.m. UK time, he does a PE lesson or physical education phys ed lesson live on YouTube every day. And he is a phenomenon. He's getting anywhere between 800,000 and a million concurrent live viewers you've got to imagine that's just household. So in my household, there's four of us doing it. There's me and my wife doing it with the kit, two kids. You multiply that by a million. You look, you're, you've got at least 3 million people watching that stream every single morning at 9 a.m. And then by the time 24 hours passes, most of those videos have got 2 to 4 million views every day. So the guy's going to be an absolute superstar. But we're seeing lots of things like this. Um, there's another kind of ex-pop star that's doing music lessons live on YouTube. Uh, and I've not done it myself, but apparently the, it might even be on Facebook. But apparently there's a great nightly virtual pub quiz that you can, <laughs> you can do. I, I think it's either Facebook Live or YouTube Live. So people are actually using you know live TV, uh, YouTube, and Facebook Live to actually do things that should that can be done live and done as a, like a community rather than just uh, live for life's sake. And you know, like two, like a million, con- you know, four, three, four million concurrent viewers. That's more than most like free-to-air prime-time TV
0: shows get watched. So it's, it's pretty incredible. I feel like it's a unique, a very unique situation where you think of how live, live TV is appointment TV, right? You need to know that it's going to go live. You need to be prepared for it. You need to plan for it. You know, obviously, when there's a lot of people just on these platforms, just looking for the next thing to distract them, it makes a lot of sense uh, that uh, live streaming is uh, is just exploding. I think it's definitely, you know, an opportunistic space right now to grow an audience if all you care about right now is, is well, obviously you can, kind of have no choice, but you have to sort of like find uh, you know, use this time to grow your audience using live as a mechanism to put your brand in front of new eyeballs is a good idea. It's not a good, well, from what we've seen in terms of online, it's not a great long tail, um, you know, monetization perspective because we're big fans of, you know, old content that makes money. But it it is definitely a good engagement and just being out there, being in front of people uh, tactic that that is, is definitely uh, working right now. Zoom is exploding. If anybody, if you don't know what Zoom is, Zoom is a peer-to-peer, streaming, uh, not streaming, but sort of like video conferencing uh, tool. A lot of podcasters use them just to have meetings. Everybody's jumping on Zoom. It was already a hot uh, software before this, but now it's exploding. We're seeing a lot of videos being shared online of Zoom accidents, as they say, as stuff is happening <laughs> behind the background. You know, particularly remember, I saw the or one where. Uh,
1: uh, the lady on the toilet.
0: Yeah, the lady in the <laughs> toilet. And then I saw another one where. The husband was walking around in the underwear in the background and, and like all well, the ladies in the meeting. <laughs> and he like anyway, so he freaks out and just runs away and bumps into a
1: wall or something. Anyway. Yeah, but you see, like like I I think two weeks ago you would have had to explain what Zoom is, but now I think Zoom is just like it's another term that we use, like self isolation and social distancing. It's just Zoom is the new Skype you know, let's yeah. no, let's Zoom. I think Skype is... Skype is- it's probably, they probably have seen user user usage yeah. go up, but overall, like the market share, I'm sure is absolutely getting an absolute battering at the moment, and rightly so, because if you compare them from a software and usability point of view, Zoom is head and shoulders above Skype. I've been a Zoom premium user now, or I've been a Zoom user for the last few years. Zoom, I pay for Zoom premium and have done for my business for the last six months. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's, it, you, know you can get multiple people with free account, is pretty robust and uh people are using it you know i've seen lots of people showing like there's like six friends drinking wine on zoom and there's also a a, a similar app called house partying which is at least going viral over here in the uk where you can basically do like multiple people video chats but also like play quizzes and games and there are a lot of, there are a lot of um, house party, like wine drinking sessions going, <laughs> going on and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. But also, you know, speaking of Zoom, you know, people have been using it, especially in the remote working space for a long time. And this is another thing that we're gonna, we, uh, we have seen and are seeing just explode is remote work. I think a lot of businesses that kind of resisted it and said, oh, no, no, it's we, we, we could never, it would never work. Now they're having to, and they're proving that they could always work remotely, but they probably never trusted their employees. So I think the excuse of companies saying that they can't do remote work is gone forever, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, and people's attitude to flexible working will change. And I think they will go back to work and say, oh, yeah, but for now, I only want to work I want to work from home two days a week or something like that because they've tasted it and they know it's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we can we can get into a tangent about how you know work is going to change after this and how uh, offices and how everything is just it feels like it's going to be a sea change of uh, of you know office work of you know how we handle our our day to day lives after this. So. That's uh, another subject that we all gotta, we're going to We get into a tangent there. You know, you mentioned something before I'm seeing a client has started putting like yeah. kids, family friendly content, not specifically kids content, but like, yeah. you know, family friendly yeah. content on Facebook for, for quite long, and completely exploding and making a decent amount of money and I'm really surprised actually at the amount of money, because it brings us to, to, to the next subject that I want to talk about is the surgeon viewership. Yes, everybody's talking about surgeon viewership, but now uh, we're also starting to talk here about Facebook, Google uh, announcing this week that they could lose over $44 billion yeah. in ad revenue um, to, yeah, in 2020. Uh, now, it's not like they're going to be in deficit. It just means that they're not going to make uh, $44 billion on top of yeah. what they usually yeah. make, right? Yeah. So We're seeing that already in terms of advertising CPMs. Tom and I were talking pre-recording and I was saying that uh, the best way to sort of describe this is I'm starting to see January 1st type of like drops. In terms of monetization, views are staying steady, viewers are going up, but uh, money is starting to disappear from the platforms. And this makes a lot of sense as advertisers are all pulling out, everybody's shifting their dollars for the next couple of weeks. I expect this to last for at least a month of sort of like turmoil. Money gets shifted around. Are you see, I don't know if you, you manage enough channels to sort of see this, but Tom, but like, do you have you started seeing this if you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I think it's absolutely across the board. Viewership up, CPM starting to drop. Makes total sense. All of those budgets are now going on absolute essentials, which is hard for creators. But you can understand the, why the, the budgets are, uh, are moving away. Probably an opportunity if you were going to run ads to pick up <laughs> some inventory really, really cheaply at this point. Um, but I think you know, I this. I sent you this in our notes beforehand and it sounds a bit strange, but to me, there's a big kind of cor- I don't know I even know what the word is, but allegory. Is that like, you know, that might be it? That like coronavirus is kind of like an allegory to um, like COPA and, uh, and mm-hmm. apocalypse, where the, I think that the channels that stick around now and really double down. In terms of content upload and stuff like that, same as for the kids channels that, when were still uploading but not making as much money, what I think is that they will gain huge audiences in the time when everyone else is either scaled back or given up, and then by the time that YouTube course corrects, whether that's in terms of selling kids ad space better or marketing budgets coming back to youtube and facebook that they will be so far ahead of everyone else that gave up that they will be the big winners in the long term even though they've had to take a hit financially in the short term which is why i'm trying to think um in terms of my video distribution business i was looking to acquire the rights for kids content but saying do you know what i'm not going to upload this to youtube but now i'm thinking well actually i could upload this now make no money out of it but grow an audience so that when the kind of quote unquote problem is fixed i'm in youtube's good books i've got an audience and they're ready to be monetized so yeah i think that people that are really the smart money is doubling down on youtube not pulling out not not in terms of advertising but in terms of uh, creating content and
0: uploading content yeah for sure yeah exactly you know everybody's sort of batting down yeah. the hatches yeah. and trying to get you know get content going and obviously asara uh, there's a great article on um the Verge that has, you know, what creators are trying to figure out in terms of like, creating content. Because a lot of creators out there, you think of like a travel creator. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's sort of like this, this craziness. And then, you know, other creators in the uh, the one example was sort of like, you know, car review creator, right? It's like, okay, how do you do that? Right. So uh, obviously they have to be creative or some of them have no choice to just sit back and just wait, wait it out. Right. And this that's where like, you know, the library content or content that just, you know, that's evergreen can sort of pay off because uh, people are still looking for uh, information. I for I for one, like, you know, personally when I wanna take a break from the influx of news is, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Apple products, so I like to watch, you know, the Marquez Brownleys and and uh, this world of Therapies of you know, whenever, and then I think we just did last week, Apple announced new iPads and new, new stuff. And I was like, okay, I just want to watch that stuff. And just, you know, I can't buy it, but uh, I'm not going to buy it right now. But I just, you know, for me, it just creates a, a distraction. So yeah. that content is much more appreciated.
1: Yeah, I think that makes total sense. If you think about how much of the world is currently being starved of sports, And then you think if you've got a sports library of classic moments, games, and really, you know, replaying those making compilations, because still people still have got that time, you know, for us, it's like Saturday afternoon, 3 PM, that's football time, soccer time. And, you know, that's not being feds, but if I can go on YouTube and watch like a classic cup final or whatever, or, you know, the 10 best moments of my team or the 10 best goals by my favorite player, that's going to get my attention and that's going to make people money. So now is the time to really think, how can I best maximize my back catalog? And it, you know, the opportunities are endless. And now that people are not like, oh, there's a new game coming this Saturday. We need to prepare for highlights that, you know, that we're going live tonight It's okay. We've got time to step back, breathe, do some keyword research, whatever it may be. What are people searching for? Let's serve that need because there is a huge need for content now. So it's a really great time to, for, for companies that have a, a big back catalog,
0: I also wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, a couple news factors that I'm seeing uh, Patreon seeing a surge, uh, people are signing up for it, which I find, you know, it, it makes sense for jumping at it, but then you also have to put into consideration it's like everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's going to tighten their belts over the next little while. And so, do you
1: mean new creators are, are having Patreon accounts to have people yes. pay into, or more people are paying into existing creators' accounts.
0: No, I mean, uh, Patreon jumped uh, 30,000 new people. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, that makes total sense. But to me, that's just, again, I'm a bit of a Patreon skeptic. <laughs> or <you> know, <laughs> not any anything like that, like channel subscriptions, I think they're kind of, and I mean, absolutely no disrespect, on this to anyone that is doing well on Patreon or doing badly on Patreon. But to me, it's a bit like a virtual begging bowl, Uh, And I would rather people use that time to develop a product, a course, some merchandise. I think that's a little bit more sustainable and is less likely to take a hit at times like this.
0: Yeah. And and the thing is, it's like, I recently had a call with a creator who was just starting and right away wanted the Patreon set up or set up Uh, Patreon. And I was like, do you realize, you know, the competition you're against, right? And it's like, nobody knows you. You have nothing proven, you have no audience and you're already asking for money and like nobody's gonna give you money money other than your girlfriend or your mom. So, you know, again and, and to me, again, I'm not saying don't create one, I'm not saying don't don't uh, don't experiment with it. I'm just saying gauge your expectations. I don't know about you, but like I'm I'm already feeling subscription fatigue in terms of like okay, I'm signed to Amazon Prime, I'm signed to Netflix, I'm signed to uh Forget what else. Uh, I'm losing track. Disney
1: Plus. Well, that was going to be my big question. Are you a, a Disney Plus member? Because over here in the UK, it's almost like too good to be true. Conspiracy theory. Kids were kids. Schools were cancelled nationwide, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales on Friday, and Disney Plus launched on Monday morning. <laughs> it's like, oh, and you and you can get a whole year for like sixty dollars, and it's like. Yeah another digital babysitter for $60 for the entire year. Like come and get it. Yeah. Crazy. And I, I, I haven't checked cause we don't have Disney plus yet. I think it's probably just a matter of days, but apparently they were releasing their new cinematic release onward direct to Disney plus. And that is to me, that is just one insane. The amount of money they've put into it and the amount of money that, they've probably spent on the, the cinematic marketing, but it's also genius in that they're cutting out all of the distribution chain, you know, that it's going to, you know, all that other extra money is going into theaters, which they don't own rather than, Disney Plus, which they own wholly. So it's kind of genius at the same time.
0: Yeah, I follow a couple of people who are experts in the whole TV distribution cinematic ecosystem. They're predicting or uh, you know, a lot of this happening of studios releasing content on digital platforms, but uh, also saying that this is going to be a big loss. It's not sustainable for studios yet in, in this ecosystem. And they're doing it because they have no choice. They are sort of like you know uh, trying to make as much money as they can right now because it's it's released it's done you can't you can't you know put the genie back in a bottle it's not James Bond which was delayed uh, six months from what I saw and a couple of other ones have been delayed but in the movie ecosystem it's a very interesting uh, space right now
1: I think as well like it shows there's kind of a new generosity economy in these hard times of people giving a lot of stuff away for free. So there's no Disney, as far as I know, there's no free trial for Disney plus, but you know, talking about things that kind of were paid for being available. So I saw I've been targeted on Facebook for, um, WWE subscription and it's saying like WrestleMania is free. And I'm not I'm not a fan. I haven't been a fan since I was about 10 years old. But, you know, I know that that used to be a huge pay-per-view at like $60, $70 probably for, a, if you're lucky, for a, like WrestleMania. And now that's, ho- that's going into a wholly owned app, isn't it? I think that has been probably for a year or so. All of their pay-per-views now go into the WWE subscription service and that is now currently free or at least you can get a free trial. So, you know, in terms of getting people to sign up in at this time where it's kind of like a more captive audience, pretty genius. And I think probably the, one of the biggest winners is going to be Amazon prime video when we're talking about video, because not only have they got, some pretty cool content for a pretty reasonable price, but you're also talking about free unlimited next day delivery for pretty much everything you could ever want to buy. And people are not allowed to leave their house. And a lot of other companies are shutting down their online stores. So they have got the absolute meal ticket at the moment of giving away 30 day free prime subscription who's canceling prime in this climate when you can't leave the house it's it's a no brain like to me like prime is one of the best things that i pay for <laughs> i think for new subscribers in that uh, you can't get anything from shops and you can't go out it's it's almost like amazon's dream come true so there's my second conspiracy <laughs> 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 my Amazon, surprise surprise big winners here
0: yeah, my point was also that, you know, like, yes, that all these platforms that have billions of dollars in marketing are, are getting people to sign up, all this stuff. And then, you know, uh, single channel creators expecting to make a sustainable living off of Patreon, uh, you know, the, the numbers just don't make sense. Now, it's not going to be yeah. that many people uh, paying for their creators. And that's, uh, again, a lot of people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are looking at the economy. A lot of people are losing their savings so, because of the the market, that downfall. So, you know, asking somebody to, to give money right now, like, yes, a, a lot of us are, gen- uh, and I'm not going to lie to you, like, I, I've been generous with a couple of creators lately. Uh, my wife's been, you know, supporting some, uh, you know, people that she works with because uh, they've lost their jobs and she was using their service and now the businesses are decimated, you know, talking about, like, you know, physical therapists and stuff like that, right? So, um, that's... Good for now, but that's not going to be a long-term uh, strategy for uh, for people. It's a little bit of a tangent, but you know that's sort of my point in terms of the yeah. Patreon thing. The more people there are asking for money, there's just not enough people out there that are going to give money right now. That I feel again, I anyway. I don't want to sort of like get too deep into that. A small subject uh, that we can see as well, video platforms are dog their default uh, streaming resolutions. Obviously, there's a pent-up demand. So, you know, and then uh, all the ISPs are talking about how there are, you know, the, the, there's 50% increase in in people streaming and, and watching stuff. So just to make sure things don't go down, all the video platforms have uh, made their defaults to lower resolution, YouTube being uh, one that's defaulting to 480p not a big thing for us to think about but something to be aware of i think it just
1: just think it shows that just that raw volume of consumption yeah all these stats around how much percentage of internet bandwidth is taken up by netflix and stuff so for them to them to turn that down is probably making quite a big difference to the infrastructure of the world like i've got I've got wired in fiber and I'm even noticing the difference because everyone's on the internet at the same time in the whole area. So yeah, I can only imagine what difference that will make. So um, kudos to them for doing that really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, let's talk about, uh, the subject at hand, the coronavirus. should you be making content? Obviously everybody's searching for it. Everybody's looking for it. You know, I work with uh, some established news broadcasters, and you know even though they're established big companies as soon as they do anything that's coronavirus COVID-19 specific their content gets demonetized, gets the little orange dollar sign at this point recommend avoiding those keywords on your titles obviously you can talk about how it's affecting you and you know uh, in in your content and this is talking to people who, who create you know Personalized content. I think you know, it makes sense YouTube and all these social platforms are now struggling to curb you know false news and They're trying to establish themselves as trustworthy and they want uh, to put ahead people who are creating Well, who they consider to be trustworthy and uh, those are the major news uh, outlets So as a creator, I would try to avoid that I don't have any proof if, if like, you know, the views are being, you know, sort of pushed down if you're a creator and putting content about it, because it all depends on who you are. There's there's a great YouTube channel that I cannot, it's sort of like... In a
1: nutshell, in a nutshell.
0: In a nutshell, exactly. That's the one. In a nutshell, they made an amazing coronavirus video and obviously it went viral, but guaranteed that it didn't pay off in their monetization perspective, even, even though it's a great video and a very uh, vetted, I'm pretty sure they're demonetized at this point. That's my perspective when it comes to that.
1: Also, I'd say um, kudos. I can't remember which platforms it is. I think it's probably on a couple, but there are like big kind of banners as soon as you open apps, especially on mobile, that say you know, if you want official information, at least here in the UK, it sends you to like the National Health Service website, the government website. So it's before you kind of get hit in the feed by all of these quote unquote experts and opinion givers, you are told basically to trust, go to the go to the, you know, the official source of information. Also on Facebook again, they get a lot of of stick on a few articles and posts that I've seen, there's been this kind of like this, this has been fact checked uh, type widget, which kind of is, I think is really a great idea to basically say this, this is, this is a a trusted, trusted source that you're going to click on. So again, really great. What, what I would say is I've, I've seen a massive, massive, massive amount of blogs, videos, podcasts in, my feeds across social about remote work. So everyone is now, Oh yeah, I've been remote working for 12, 12 years. Here's my top 10 remote working tips, which is kind of smart you quickly. Make a video. How do you use house? That kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I wanted to sort of bring it out and that. Like I have a client do I love the content he makes because he's such a niche audience. It's amazing. His video, his company's called top, top music and he does uh, he teaches piano teachers. So, oh, you know it's like wow you <laughs> know it's like it's not teaching people how to play piano but he's teaching piano teachers how to teach so that's that's a niche audience and he made a video uh, a quick last minute video it wasn't planned he decided over the weekend to just make one and it was just yeah. you know basic you know how to teach using zoom and guess what it's one like in terms of its numbers it's not you're not talking about viral numbers here but when it comes to overall performance versus his regular videos we're looking at a thousand percent increase right it's amazing to see and it's very educational it doesn't talk about the subject it doesn't talk he's he's avoiding like you know being on subject about the coronavirus but he's helping out people that are at home the teaching industry is going through a a time right now and trying to figure out how they're, you know, going to teach their kids, how are you going to, you know, use Zoom and let's face it, often teachers are not very tech savvy and using new platforms. And uh, sometimes, you know, Zoom is turning out to be an amazing platform.
1: We might even see a big surge afterwards of, you know, people that don't send their kids back to normal school because they're like, well, there's so much resource on the internet. Like, well, you know, I'm going to keep my kid at home. I quite like it, you know. And um, so we could see that, you know, education space really does kind of um, take off. And, you know, also, you know, it's this is the time when you think, although, you know, it's, it's hard terms, hard times in getting people into the office, but the heads at YouTube should really be saying, guys, this is the time where we really need to get our monetization of kids' stuff, <laughs> like, even higher up in the queue of our priorities because you know there's just so much viewership going on right now especially in the educational side of stuff where it it, where you know it's you know it's got more value in the world than say you know some brainless cartoon or whatever it may be so
0: yeah education in general is going to see a big surge and sort of this brings us to the subject of like you know what kind of content that we see increasing across the board for me my experience is that i'm looking at different content again like that uh, educational channel right now is going is seeing a huge amount uh, of increase i'm seeing comedy jumping up in terms of uh, viewership and engagement again people are looking to you know change their you know mindset they're looking for to feel better obviously so and uh, i'm seeing it in the comments. Uh, I'm seeing it with at least two or three different uh, comedy type clients, kids content. Obviously, we mentioned before, you know, my 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 anecdote here is remember, everybody's being bombarded with this news on everything, everything we watch right now. The news is 90 and 1000 percent coronavirus all the time. So people are looking to tune out, you know, another subject that we that you know, we're not you know subject matter experts, maybe me a little bit more than you, but it is video games. The, the industry of video games is exploding. Uh, Nintendo for some, you know, miracle, you know, I don't know what it is, they they released Animal Crossing and everybody's exploding like it, I've never seen so many people talk about like that video games for for ages. And then another subject that I, I'm completely amazed about was also not surprised I knew this day would come was esports and how sports personalities are jumping into this space. I saw a, an article where uh, NASCAR drivers played with regular people on uh, on a race and I was like this is what's going to bring esports to the masses, right? And people are going to be like, "Wow, this is amazing. I can play against, you know, a a real pro and be on TV and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really fascinating uh, time to see how content is going to evolve and, in you know, is it's what content's going to evolve or what content's going to bubble up uh, in interest. You mentioned fitness as well, right? I have uh, old clients that I still pay attention to. Fitness is a space that, <laughs> you know, I get so many random, you know, so many people are fitness, uh, you know, uh, dual fitness content and, Yes, they're all seeing huge spikes as everybody's trying to stay fit while they're home. My wife is being way more fit than me in the last couple a couple of weeks, and is using video to stay, you know, to do her intensity workouts. I, I just look at uh, Social Blade and and, and stuff on, on old fitness channels, and they're they're all they're all blowing up. So again, you know, pay attention to what's happening out there and how you can create content to jump on, uh,
1: on the interest wagon right now. Uh, so yeah, my friend, Chris, who runs a uh, yoga with Adrian, big yoga channel. They're doing really, really well during this lockdown. You can imagine why, you know, people need to chill out, center themselves, get physical, perfect time to do it. If they've got an empty house, uh, you can do it any time of day. Also, I think, when you think about other niches that would work really well, you know, stuff like mindfulness, meditation, even our good friend of the show, Nick Niman, YouTube expert, he's doing meditation live streams now. I think anything like that that's going to bring people some peace of mind and some positive energy is really, really good. So yeah, anything that's going to give some people distraction, relief, extra value at a time like this is going to be really cool. And there's a, there's a big singer here in the UK that's doing live video duets every day with different crooners and of course there was the um, Imagine cover by all of the, the celebrities of uh, varying quality <laughs> of, uh, of singing and levels of celebrity. But I think there's a big kind of new single coming. I saw on the news this morning kind of like a, a band-aid type single and even the artist formerly known as Prince Harry <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is on it. It's really strange. I've got no no idea why Prince, why Prince Harry is in it, but um, I've just realised that's going to be a headline in the paper tomorrow. I don't know if they even do newspapers at this moment. I'm going to find that headline, artist formerly known as Prince Harry, and, and screenshot it and send it to you. So
0: you had it, it here first. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, as I was saying, it's sort of like a shift of content. There's obviously opportunities here. There was a couple of uh, you know, notes that I had written down here is in a world of, of content distribution, like everybody's, you know, at least in my side of things, like we're scrambling to try to get as much content out there in different platforms. Because here's the thing to think, think about TV industry other than live is completely frozen yeah. right they can't do anything so that if this stays on for like a month or i mean it is going to stay for, for a month but if this goes on for more than a couple of months there's going to be a glut of content just like you know uh not a glut of content but like uh,
1: a lot of new content
0: glut of new content right another thing that i'm noticing is all uh, i watched you know i watched the daily show with trevor noah and you know, a lot of these, you know, late night talk shows, they've turned into YouTubers, right? I find they're doing such a cringeworthy job. (laughs) It's hilarious to see them go. I mean, they're A for effort, but I'm like, I'm looking, I'm watching it at Trevor and it's like the jokes falling flat. And also like, you know, when I think about it, it's like, man, it goes to show just how good someone like Phil DeFranco is at at keeping you entertained and keeping the, the news flowing versus late-night talk shows who just, like, they're waiting for that laugh and that's like, it doesn't happen. And yeah. they're like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting.
1: They've got no big red applause sign in exactly. front of the studio audience. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And
0: then advertising ecosystem perspective. Again, these are sort of anecdotal. What I'm seeing from friends and colleagues is that, yes, paid media is going through a down uh, grade, but it depends on the industry, right? Obviously, there are big industries out there that have stopped. Travel being a big one, but where they're putting their money now is is content, right? Because they know that you know running ads might not be you know people are just not in super perceptive to sort of like you know being exposed to ads and having your ad next to very negative content is, is not ideal for brands. So they some of them are investing in putting content out there that's helpful that gives uh, back that people are, are looking for. So. That gives more information, right? That's something to sort of consider about if you're looking for new opportunities. You know, a lot of agencies out there don't even know how to handle this and they don't know how to create content in a space like this. And they could need a creator that knows how to be nimble and create content and do it very quickly four brands. And it's just really interesting to, to sort of like see th- those type of conversations happen in this space.
1: You know, if you're a really smart brand then you look at someone like um, the body coach who's doing the daily pee lessons and you say, okay, well, Zoom are doing really well out of this. So I'm Skype. I'm going to go and give them a million pounds to do this every day and say, oh yeah, this is brought to you by Skype. We're doing this over Skype or whatever. You mm-hmm. can still go out on YouTube, but you can just you know, put the Skype logo in the corner or whatever. Yeah. If you're smart, you want to be associated to this cultural from shift and this cultural phenomenon. But I don't know if brands are that smart, a, b, that agile. Um, so yeah, there's definitely opportunity. You know, if you're a brand that's selling hand sanitizer or i suppose you don't need to advertise if you're selling hand sanitizer but you know if you are selling educational products or technology products that will help you work from home or you know like if i was amazon i'd be or disney plus i'd be really ramping up my ad spend at the moment and make sure i'm getting kind of 100 percent market penetration at the moment you know if i was a really big investor at the moment i'd be investing in a company that made moisturizer because at the moment people are washing their hands so much mine have got like fish scales on them now they're totally broken so yeah my is on the, the hand moisturiser <laughs> being the next, the next big gold rush.
0: Yeah. So obviously we want to end with sort of like our thoughts and advice in terms of, you know, content creators, uh, how they can weather the storm. And I think we've given some, some insights on where things can go. Obviously, you know, everybody's online, you know, engage with the community, be out there and sort of like listen to what people are, are sort of like talking about or looking for in terms of content and see how you can shift uh, your strategies. You know, again, from a traditional media perspective, people who have libraries, they're chugging along and putting content out as much as possible and making sure that, you know, that the feeds don't stop uploading. So obviously, you know, there's... Some of these people are in privileged positions, so it's not easy. I'm totally conscious about that. For people who are, are you know, trying to make money or trying to make a living off of YouTube, uh, this is not the ideal uh, situation right now. But if you're using YouTube to build an audience or you know, build a, a brand, then you should take this opportunity to focus on helping people out and, and shifting your content so that you know it helps people in this current space that we're in.
1: Yeah, I think as long as you're kind of fit and able and have the time and the resource... Um, I would definitely double down on content creation. Be as proactive as you can. There's no point thinking, oh, I'm going to get started once this passes. This could be here for months and months and months. I think the best time to start is now if you can. And also take advantage of all of the offers and free stuff that's out there. I think Adobe are offering two months free for most of their creative suite if not everything companies like digital marketer are giving away their entire course libraries for free ahrefs are giving away all of their seo courses for free there's tons and tons of offers out there of people really trying to help the creator community even you know facebook have put up like something like 100 million dollars of some kind of creator fund i think convert have put out put up a load of money to donate to creators that are struggling at the moment. So look at look for all the resources that are out there and if you can mobilize that 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 help and that resource to to double down where you can.
0: Yep. So obviously thank you everybody for listening. We're gonna try to actually get this video up as fast as possible. Uh um, podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're going to try to get this podcast up as fast as possible uh, because in this ecosystem, the news changes a lot. And I feel like if I, we wait a couple of weeks to get this one out, it, it would almost be uh, irrelevant. But stay safe out there. Wash your hands. If you have any questions for us, obviously reach out to hello at videoinsiders.fm. Obviously, we want to sort of end up, and uh, as usual, to thank our, our sponsor, TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy have been our sponsor since the beginning. Uh, We love the tool. It's our must go tool for uh, channel optimization and insights for creating content, streamlining your video upload uh, workflow. We are lifelong users, I would say at this point. Whatever lifelong is uh, YouTube these days, but yes, we want to also say that we have a special offer.
1: You can get an exclusive multi-channel discount by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash gbuddy. Thank you, Thank YouTube, buddy.
0: You, buddy, and also I wanted sort of like the, the say ending. It's quite funny that we ended up having a little bit of technical di- difficulties and going to Zoom to yeah, record this. Yeah, recording episode.
1: this on Zoom now, <laughs> so if the sound sounds different. That's why. And so yeah, please um, stay safe out there. Listen to the guidelines stay at home create for youtube watch youtube binge listen to the video insiders podcast Uh, leave us a rating and review on apple Podcasts and whatever podcast app you're using share this with someone in the industry share it with a friend you think would find this useful at this very difficult time we hope you all stay healthy and safe and get through this hang in there guys you will get through it all
0: right take care